0: I thank my boy, Mike Estrada, for getting the logo right. So, all my small business owners, if y'all need some logos, y'all hit up my boy, Mike, man. Hey, what's up,
1: brother?
0: Hey, what's going on, man? Man, nothing, man.
1: Nothing. I, I, so I ain't got no varsity game.
0: Okay. Hey, let's get a little, little free time, huh? A little
1: bit. Yep, yep.
0: A little bit, well, not now. We go, we go kill that free time.
1: Hey, it's all <laughs> good, it's good. It's uh, it's giving me a time to work on podcasts and public speaking, you know, that kind of kind of gets put on the back burner a little bit because actually we're
0: coaching stuff. So, nah, like, I like this. I yeah. like that. Me too. Me too. Man, man, wanna, man we want to welcome everybody to episode four, of Coach's Corner. Today, I got a a second time on, He's been on the podcast, blessed the podcast once before. He he back again. Y'all gonna be hearing him, hearing them more and more. Just just the FYI. Uh yeah. we got James Champagne. He the host of the podcast as well, Champ Mentality. Um today we gonna get into some some football talk. You know, yeah. we gonna we're gonna get into some QB play mm-hmm. leadership in the QB and the defensive player leadership. Mm-hmm different examples you know that that players can lead you know they got a, they got a lot of different ones out there and and how how good is it to have a a good coaching staff you know you know you you hear people you know they have coaches you know they might be going back and forth this and that you got to make sure you and your coaching staff are on the same page and then we'll talk about this season if you have any coaching six man so we'll we'll get into that as well but man i want to welcome you back back welcome you back man appreciate
1: you i'm grateful to be here
0: yeah the- oh. so man so man talk about talk about let's start talk about the six man and I, I i've never seen it actually man like so talk about how is it more difficult to play on which side of the ball is it more difficult on and, and stuff like that
1: so six man man i ain't hear about six man probably about two years ago because i'm from louisiana but i've been in san antonio about five years and um a varsity head coach him and I coached before and uh this is his second year there and gave me an opportunity and I took it and ran with it but um six man it's a, uh it's definitely a chess match you know in a sense um I think some people overcomplicated in my opinion but you know there's more there's more room to grow and learn uh six man basic rules right so on offense The first person that catches the snap, he can't run the ball. Um, The first person that catches the snap might not necessarily be the quarterback. They might be the person that catches the snap, tosses it to a second guy, and is a lead blocker. Um, The second guy that gets the pitch, uh, so to speak, from the first guy, normally the running back, normally their best athlete or uh, their most reliable athlete. They can run. They can throw it um, et cetera, et cetera, Um, another key rule is you got to have three people on the line. So a, a, a common question I get is a, is there any linemen? I mean, it depends on the team that you have, you know, even the center, the center can go off for a pass, but they have to have three people on the line of scrimmage to start, uh, to start. And once the ball is snapped, everyone is an eligible receiver. Um, and that's how that goes. The first guy that gets the snap, once he tosses it, that first guy is an eligible receiver as well. So um, I'm the defensive coordinator for a varsity six-man team, the Atonement Academy out of San Antonio, we're in the Taps League, and um, it's a great opportunity, man. We are we're six and three right now. We clinched our playoff berth last week. Uh, it's the first playoff berth in school history. And um, this is my first year there, but they were one and seven last year. We're six and three. Not to mention we have we hadn't we had ten kids. We had a season-ending ACL injury game, great game four, and then we had um, another guy who's a junior standout junior. He had a concussion. He's been out since game five, and um, to have to overcome, adapt. But don't settle. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 been it's been a great it's been a great experience, but still more work to be done. So
0: yeah, and um, let's get into the the uh, QB play. So you said like in so in the sixth man, you said the first person that get the snap is he. Pretty much have to toss it to somebody else, right? Yeah, he can toss it or he can throw it. He can toss it or throw it. But,
1: but you know how in eleven man, the dual threat quarterback, it's no such thing as uh the dual threat quarterback. The dual threat quarterback in six man is the second person to receive the ball. Okay. In eleven man, it's normally what the running back. You know. Yeah. Oh, um, so yeah.
0: Okay. okay. So, but you, but you know, you you coach a little eleven, you. You know, so um, talk about your 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 quarterback style, like the type of quarterback that you look for in in the you know a, a young guy.
1: Right. So, uh, for my 11U uh team, it's a, uh it's Cornerstone Christian uh youth sports. It's uh okay. It's attached to uh Cornerstone the school, but it's the youth department. So I'm uh the linebackers coach there, and the running backs coach, um, and assistant defensive coordinator, but our quarterback for 11U, uh, good decision maker. You know, can throw the ball, can run if need be. But when I've been an offensive coordinator before in the past, or when I've been a head coach that that uh, that calls the offense, because I've been a head coach where I've called the defense as a defensive coordinator, because I'm defensive primary primary or offense. Um, what I look for in a quarterback is um, good decision maker. Um, accepts being empowered, um, make the make the easy throw, not the complicated throw. What I mean by that is everyone wants to go airy and go vertical, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to say like, oh, hey, I'm a West Coast guy or anything like that, but, you know, find the window, hit it. Um, when the, I like a quarterback that wants to win a time possession battle, um, convert on third down. Um, Mobile. Mobile, right? So a quarterback that – a throwing quarterback, a pocket-throwing quarterback that can run. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So um, they don't have to run all down the field, but it goes to the good decision-making factor. Get your two, two, three yards to slide. Get your three, four yards and get out of bounds and live to play another day. So big thing with quarterback play, I encourage anybody that really wants to play quarterback or is pursuing quarterback, Be a solid decision maker. Um, Make the easy read or the easy throw rather than uh, forcing the deep throw. Um, Throw your guys open. You know, you see the window, hit it in the window. Don't wait until your uh, playmakers are open. Throw them open. Um, But that comes with reps and time, and don't be afraid to be mobile. But be smart with your body and protect your body with the getting out of bounds, the sliding, um,
0: Mm -hmm. stiff arms
1: wiping things of that nature.
0: Lower yeah, them. that's a good one right there. Yeah. I like that point you made. Cause you know, especially at the young age, you, you don't start taking them hits, huh? At this early age. It it it, it, it becomes a wear and tear.
1: And something I noticed, some I noticed at the notice it all over, but kind of like this year, where there's kids that don't know how, when you're making a tackle or when you are going on the ground, whether you're making a tackle and you did the roll or you're the ball carrier and you're going to the ground, like, they don't know how to protect the back of their head. Um There's kids I've seen that had concussions where it wasn't a helmet to helmet hit. First first season I've seen it like this, Uh but the concussions happen where what happens, you're rolling on the ground or you're getting on the ground as a defender or an offensive player in the back of the head conks on the ground Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because, you know, no one's, um, you know, chin chin to chest, so to speak, you know, or uh, not stiffening up your neck, but knowing when to have control of your body, you know, I think it's the big thing uh, Mm -hmm. or one of the big things that's lacking for those ball carriers and tacklers.
0: Yeah, so 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 like uh like a QB, you know, I see the type of you know QB you want you 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 want a well it. Like at what age, you know, you think that these the quarterbacks at these days, like what age do they start throwing these quarterbacks? Because you know at a younger age when they first get in the tackle, uh-huh. is the hand the ball off or just the quarterback hut and just just take off. At what what age do they really start you know protecting them and, and start? making them stay in that pocket and throw the ball.
1: So I since I've been in Texas in San Antonio, I've seen it. This is my 5th year coaching any any level. I've seen it start maybe on a 9U level where offenses are trying to hey, look, let's throw the ball, things of that things of that nature. Mm-hmm. However, my opinion is and and yes, I know what coaches are gonna say, Well it depends on my offensive line or it depends on if, you know, the quarterback has people to throw at you and I get that. You know, you have to you have to take the cards that you dealt with and make something out of it, you know. But um, I think I think that if you if a kid is truly aspiring to be a quarterback or you're aspiring to teach a kid to be a quarterback Try and get them to start at least teaching them the mechanics of throwing at uh, six, uh, at the seven U level. You know, there's a kid that um, he's a flag football player. His name's Brindley, and I've been training him since uh, March, and he's five U, man. And for spring, when I started training him, I don't coach him, but when I train him, for his spring team, he was throwing the ball – well, he was running the ball mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because he didn't have a lot of guys that can catch the ball. But he had guys that were playmakers with their legs just like he was. But in our training sessions, once we got into that early May, we started doing throw mechanics. I had, con- I had about three cones and a little triangle formation. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I'd focus on, um, you know, back pivot foot, you know, Torque in the hip, um, front toe pointing in the direction that you're throwing, eating the sandwich, you know, with that non-throwing hand, you know, uh, follow through for three, you know, for two, for for one or two seconds after he releases, um, eyes downfield, his elbows not being too high, not being too low, and he's in fall season now for a different team, and he started what they're eight zero. They're going into the playoffs. They started their preseason play in july he started throwing thoroughly in games about three weeks ago so Mm. not every five-year-old is like that but i feel that challenge these kids Mm -hmm. it's not about it's not about oh what you throw at them it's about being consistent with the routine now what can change is the tempo and the expectation you know alter it or modify it but he started, him and I, and, you know, and, and, and his parent and his uncle, you know, we started this drawing process back in late April, early May. He and He's throwing in games, what, three weeks ago? So that's October, you know. Um mm-hmm. So it can happen, you know. It's, yeah. It ain't microwavable, you know what I'm saying? Right.
0: At five? Dang, that's, that's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, he doesn't throw. I'm not saying, oh, hey, man, he can throw 30 yards.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know. What I'm but
1: he can, he, he can deliver a ball about a good 8 yards, 10, 15 yards. Yeah. And the most thing that I'm most proud about is the mechanics. He's trying to have – he's trying to uh, – frontal point of where I'm throwing, uh, holding holding his follow through one to two seconds, even if somebody is coming at him. Because in flag, even though they don't tackle – they bring in that rush, um, eating the sandwich with his non-throwing hand, which I'm most proud of. You know, because that's that's hard for, that's hard for high schoolers to do. That's hard for middle schoolers to do. You know, that's harder for the 12, 13, 14 quarterbacks to. They have that elbow low with their throwing hand. Their their throwing elbow is always low, and their non-throwing hand, they just, they don't they don't eat the sandwich. When I say eat the sandwich, their non-throwing hand for the viewers. That aren't aware, their non-throwing hand is like close to their chin or their mouth. But a lot of guys they'll throw it and that non-throwing hand goes to the bottom of their body. And when you do that, that ball has free reign to go wherever on the football field. You don't have control.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Um, so for the viewers, you know, oh what does what does uh you know eating a sandwich mean? You know, give these kids little cues and little code words or code sayings or whatever. And explaining them what they really mean, and then just keep referring to those code words and cues. Nine times out of ten, man, you know they'll get it. And that's just an example mm-hmm. of using cues from the quarterback position. There's there's cues that you use for DBs, linebackers, pretty much any position.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's something I was just I was just gonna ask you what you what you talking about eating the sandwich? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I. Ain't yeah. Lying. I was like, I ain't gonna cut you off, you know. But I was like, wow. yeah, my, I'm gonna ask that question, you know. But no, nah, it's cause my, my, you know, my son, he, he right now, he kind of basketball, football. Mm-hmm. He don't know. He like to throw the ball a lot. He got a, he got a okay arm, you know. what I mean, right. he, he's seven, you know. He play, he play flag. He, he, he fast. He got the, the wheels, you know. Yes. But, you know, what I mean, I like you saying, I don't want him to just be. If he want to play quarterback you can't just be just running the ball. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so I'm like, you know I mean? I'm hearing that. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to think of what you talking about. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nah, nah, it's all good, man. Like, and to be honest, like we didn't do, Brendan and I, we didn't do anything complex in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We worked on, we worked on him. He's was already was an athlete, but we, we, we work and we still work on him being an athlete still work on his change of direction with the ball for him to be that mobile quarterback part of the game. But I told his, I told his mom and I told his uncle, hey, you know, we are not just going to, like, come to training and just, hey, man, we're going to do these drills for him to be a running quarterback. If he's going to be a quarterback, like, we're going to do the strong part. And they support it. Um, they come with ideas. They come with things, you know, and we implement it uh, as a common group to get him going. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean – That non-throwing hand is crucial, you know, keeping that hand to the mouth of the chin uh, when when you're delivering the throw. The way you keep your elbows not too high or too low is that throwing hand, that throwing elbow should be, you know, pretty much 90. You know, I always tell my kids, hey, you know, uh, L-shaped arms, but not L Mm -hmm. downwards. So, like, we're not on video, but when you got that ball in your hand, and you're raising it up it should still be like an l but across your body or what some people say ball to cheek i don't like to say ball to cheek because some people literal, right oh yeah ball to the cheek but (laughs) but if you have it you know straightened with the cheek or lined up with the cheek that's a good q uh q word or co word that you can use for kids too you know if they uh if they're not understanding, you know, or if the, or if the trainer or the coaches understand, you know, have the, uh, you know, have their arms at L shape, you know, mm-hmm. have their arm, have their elbows at uh 90 because that, that throwing elbow and that front elbow um has to be, you know, up, not too far yeah. up, but, but not definitely not down either.
0: Right. Like, yeah.
1: Working the hip, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of adults, a lot of coaches, a lot of just people, Oh, Hey, you know, Guy throws it far and hard because of his arm or his shoulder. Ah, yes and no. You know you got to torque that hip. You know people. Uh, that Dak Prescott thing that he did with the pregame, I think his is a little over the top, but it has <laughs> a, it has a little method to the madness a little bit. You know when it's applied. You know there's one with uh Caleb Caleb Williams. He does one pregame, but he does it with a resistant band around. But you got to torque that hip, you know. And for my five-year-old, I don't say torque. I did say torque when I first brought it to him. But then I would always, hey, Brittany, like, you know, this is what torque means. And I'm showing him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. So, look, let's think of a T word. Twist. Twist, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, twist. All right. So, are you twisting your front hip or your back hip? My back hip. Why? Because if you're right-handed, your back hip should be your your right hip. And you are twisting it forward. You're twisting it forward to where you're throwing. How do I know where the ball is gonna target at? Because my front foot should be pointing where I'm
0: throwing at. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I get it. I'm I'm thinking like I'm hearing you, but I'm thinking like softball turns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what you but yeah, I mean and and it's it's like the same. You you gotta put the shoulder, you know, where you wanna throw it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, talk about like what type of leadership you look for in the quarterback.
1: Mm, so every guy is different, right? But for me, because I'm not gonna come here and say, "Oh, hey, I want the vocal leader." Or quarterbacks are not vocal; they're kind of like cool, Joe Montana, where they're just Kawhi Leonard and just lead by example, right? Mm-hmm. It, it it depends on the person, but you also as as a um, coach, a leader, standard barrier, a culture barrier, got to have some kind of values, right? So leading by example is huge to me. And no one's perfect with that, but it's all about action. It's not about what you say. I rather my quarterback, so I live by six values and kind of the champ mentality is six values when I started coaching before champ mentality was created. Energy, three E's and three T's, energy, effort, execute, together, tempo, tough. And I'm a firm believer that energy doesn't always have to be loud. It's encouraged to be loud, but if my quarterback isn't doing a pregame speech or isn't being the loud one like Tom Brady and getting on them, you know, where it's visual in front of everybody, that's all right, you know, I mean. As long as everyone responds um, to me, leadership with a quarterback body language. Number one, lead by example. Number two, um, short term memory, good play, bad play, terrible play, great play. Um, and number four, execute. I didn't say talent. I didn't say you need to run fast. I didn't say you need to do it. 80 yards down the field. Right. And this life, whether you play sports or not, when these kids get in college, when they have to start meeting grade requirements and suspense days, when they have to get a job, when they have to pay bills, when they have to uh, purchase homes and vehicles, it's all about can you can you execute. Whatever block of instruction, whatever requirements you have, whether, whatever objectives you have to get to either attain something or to sustain something, people just care about executing. In the real world, so my quarterback executes what's being asked. We're good. Body language, like I said, leading by example and executing. Man, like those those are the top three things, mm-hmm. and and those three things lead to what we first talked about: throwing throwing the easy throwing the easy throw, delivering the ball to the easy place rather than the hard place, forcing it. Knowing when to, you know what, I I am going to be a mobile quarterback. I'm not going to force and just stay in the pocket and take hits or just hold the ball or throw a stupid turnover. No, I'm going to get out of this pocket. I'm going to run for these three yards. I'm going to I'm going to run for these three, four yards, and I'm going to get out of bounds. Um, decision-making. You know, those three things go with decision-making, so Yes
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 some good ones right there though. I'm I mean me, like I, I was always uh just a uh, I, I wasn't a talkative much. Mm-hmm. That's why when I started doing this podcast, my wife looked at me like like what? Like <laughs> you don't even like to talk that much. Now you of a sudden you wanted to start a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like it's and I tell her like that's different. You know what I mean? Cause still to this day, If you put me around a group of people that I don't really know, you're not gonna hear too much out of me. You know what I'm saying? So I was just always that lead by example. Just not, I ain't the vocal person. Was never the vocal person and stuff like that. And I think like my kids got that part. Right. They, you can't. I'm, I'm trying like in my my oldest daughter. You know, she getting to the age where in softball you gotta you gotta talk a lot on the field, especially. And she just like. She real quiet, you know what I mean? She just going out there to play, and that's it, mm-hmm. you know? But, but I'm like, but that's just, you know, a different lead. She real humble, kid, you know, 11 years old, and hit five over the fence home runs, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she she worked on it. She, she loved it, you know what I mean? She in it. But to get her to tell you, hey, come do this and that, you can forget about
1: it. <laughs> right. And you know what? Like, since you said that, I think with some coaches or just staffs, whatever you want to call it, like, I call it the eye test, right? People mm-hmm. think, they read, they, they see it on TV. Hey, who's the leader of your team the, for, for, for football, for example? What's well, mm-hmm. the quarterback? It might not be the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It might be the center. You know what I'm saying? It might be the center, not the quarterback. He's the commander, the general. He orchestrates the offense, and he, t- you know, is good with his decision making. Mm-hmm. Those those values still apply, but you might have the guy that is the pregame emotional leader, the hype guy that back that backs up what he what he's talking. Um, the middle linebacker, or or I've had on some defenses where the wheel linebacker is the one that's more vocal. You know what I'm saying? The will linebacker is saying, hey, 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 you know, base defense, base defense, you know, you know, um, slant left, slant right, whatever the case may be, but it might be the middle linebacker that's actually physically moving the guys and shifting. So that's kind of where like teamwork makes the dream work. Whereas the free safety might be the one that's saying, Hey, feel field side right, feel side left. Um, you know, and the guy that is the guy where that field side call is dependent on, you know, it might be the Sean safety or whatever. He's already moving before the, before the free safety says it. So I feel like we can't be a single point of failure in this life. So mm. your daughter in the case, Hey, she lead by example, she's going to execute, you know, in, in tough times and, you know, in, in the clutch and, but they might be somebody on that team. Like I don't feel like, oh, hey, like, oh, uh, you know, from the coaches, oh, well, you know, what, well, we need to make her be the leader. Ah, she can be mm-hmm. the leader on the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like, at everybody knows, man. At the end of the day, there's one commander. It can, the center can be the captain and the leader on the t- on the field. And guess what, baby? That quarterback runs the show. That yeah. that that running back, that slot receiver. Could be making all the plays, but at the end of the day, something I ain't still my quarterbacks ain't about being a captain. When you are back here, you are the judge, jury, and executioner. You are the colonel. You are the commander, the Mm -hmm. commander of executing the assignment and making sure everyone else executes the assignment. That's it. I just need you to focus on protecting the ball, protecting yourself, and and putting that guy in the best position possible that, that you're giving the ball to. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's
0: all I need you to do. Yeah. Hey, we gon we going we're gonna get off, off topic right quick. We yeah. go all right. So I, you know me, I'm I'm a podcast, all I listen to is podcasts. I listen to Club Shay Shay, I listen to Nightcap, yeah. right? Yeah. So I heard them on one of theirs, they was arguing, um Ocho and, and Unc about what position is the hardest position on the field. I never played football before. So I don't know, but so I want to ask you, somebody that you know, football, still into it, coaching, all that good stuff. What position on offense, and then what position on defense do you think is the hardest position to play? Man, I only got
1: to pick. I only got
0: to pick one on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> one on both sides. The argument was actually the argument was one altogether, like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a cornerback, quarterback. So I'm gonna give you one one on each side. Man. Because they are hard. Defensively,
1: corner is hard, man. Corner corner cornerback is it's hard because you fail. It's kind of like some, you know, in the military, like you feel like we die, or you feel people don't come, come home. In a sense, not to that degree with football, but I think cornerback for defense is the hardest position um, to play. You know, mm-hmm. the most grueling position is probably those interior defensive linemen. Uh, the, the inside linebackers are probably they got to align people, they have to be vocal, they got to be the body language got to stay the same, but Corners on defense, Mm -hmm. cornerbacks on defense, in my opinion. And you're talking to a guy that played safety, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I played played safety and I played uh outside linebacker towards the end of my career. But like, you're talking to a guy that plays safety, I'm telling you, corners, I don't, mm -mm. I don't, none of
0: that. I don't want to box Roman, that's what I'm saying. You got, especially if you're playing man, yeah. Yeah, you man. gotta follow. You don't know which way. I mean, if you watch game tape, you kind of know, but they still gonna tweak it every now yeah, and then. Exactly you exactly know what I mean? Exactly. You gotta know what. Like that's that's too much for me. You gotta... Me me, I think it's quarterback and and cornerback on both on each side. That that's mine right there.
1: So my offense. That's why I asked for two, right? Because <laughs> I would have to say center or quarterback. Mm. I have to say center or quarterback because. Something I always tell my kids when I'm a, a offensive coordinator or a head coach that's calling the offense, you know, the center is the most important business. I know people are gonna talk down, but the center is the most important position on the football field. The quarterback is too, but I'm a firm believer, man. That center gotta have swagger, they gotta have belief, they gotta have short term memory. That ball, nothing starts unless that, that snap is good so i have to but the scrutiny the pressure the expectation is on the quarterback because the quarterback has to know everybody's stuff Mm -hmm. everybody's stuff yeah like that quarterback is like president they can't do anything wrong no asterisk no nothing whether they are a game manager whether they are a a dual threat like Lamar Jackson, the Michael Vicks of the world of Cam Newtons, or if they are Thomas Patrick, Edward Brady, Peyton Manning type. <laughs> it don't matter.
0: Yeah. No.
1: So, yeah, that's why. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know it's a tough one. I've been thinking about it for a long time. That's, you know, so, since I heard it on the podcast. I'm
1: going to say quarterback. I'm going to say quarterback for offense, corner for a uh, defense. But you got to go 1B center like that Mm -hmm. center like they shout out to all the centers man shout out to all the snappers Uh, you know they uh they are the hardest position is quarterback the hardest position is quarterback because that was the question so yeah it's quarterback Mm -hmm. but the most important position on the football field center man like center it, it, but it's got, it's got, it's got to be a marriage, right? You know, it's got to be a combo. Yeah. It's got to be a Mike yeah. Scotty, uh, Kobe Kobe Center and quarterback got to be hand in hand. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be on the same page with that. You make a bad snap, everything going.
1: Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's times now, man, with a court or with a uh, center, you know, they help with making checks or blocking checks or, mm-hmm. you know, identifying things and, Especially, and I'm and I'm not just thinking on the pro level when I answer this question. I'm thinking on the youth level, the semi-pro level, high school, all that. Like that's boy, that's pressure. That's mm-hmm. pressure, man. You gotta snap that ball, man, and then you know you gotta. You gotta then you
0: gotta block. block.
1: Then you gotta block well. Then you gotta you know make sure your other partner blockers are lined <laughs> up, you know, with the proper spacing, and, and, and they're slanting the right way, or they're zone blocking the correct way, or baseball. Ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah that's, man. that's see see that's why I was always a basketball player, man. Football, y'all y'all the plays, like it's it's just too much. Y'all be doing too much out there, man. Yeah,
1: man.
0: that's why I'm like my son. I'm like, man, he might like, man. I don't know which one I want to play basketball, but then I like football. But he go, he tell me, but I don't like to get tackled. I want to get. Tackled.
1: So I'm a, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say this right. So like, man. There's a lot of people like that, you know. I didn't want to be tackled necessarily, but I always try to like, cause you might have some right where they just mm-hmm. they really ain't with the football. But but I believe in don't take the first no right. Mm-hmm. So okay, you don't want to get tackled, that's fine. Hey, play defense. Ah, oh, well you know. Well ah no, I mean hey pros and cons right. The flashy people on TV, they're the people running the ball, catching the ball, throwing the ball, right. Mm-hmm. defensive people could be flashy too. Defensive people can earn scholarships. Defense wins championships. You know, yes, you do you have to outscore people on the scoreboard before the ref tells you to go home? Absolutely.
0: But you got to team from scoring.
1: Exactly, but yeah, <laughs> like if they don't score, we win. Not yeah. Narrow, narrow-minded people, oh man, well, everybody's going to score. Exactly. But as it's going to come times in your life where people have been scoring on you, telling you no. The semester is going terrible. You're in week nine out of sixteen, and you got a D or a C. That's not the end. How you gonna respond right now? If they don't score the rest of the way from week ten to sixteen, you pass the semester with a great grade. So mm-hmm. it's about when you're gonna kick it up a notch and sustaining it. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Talk about a um, like a defensive defensive player leadership like like how how and then and then after you answer like which what type of leadership you you want to be on on the defense what type you suggest then talk about like which one ha, is more difficult being I a leader I,
1: I think defense is really the ultimate team game offense is too but defense is the ultimate team game so i think Depending on what defense you're in, but you know, if you're in an odd man front, I would probably say a middle linebacker, that nose tackle, and that free safety are probably the most important guys. And they're all usually in the center of the defense as far as like how they're aligning up with the offense, you know. But people are probably going to say the middle linebacker, you know, and that's cool. And I do agree with that in a sense. But again, don't choose leaders because of what position they play. Don't choose leaders because of the body, you know, because of the eye test. Um, you need, like, because they've, they've, there have been successful things where the outside linebacker, the DN, is the leader. You know, there's been things where the safety is just the leader of everything. So I think for defense, man, <laughs>
0: And I don't want to be biased, but don't be biased, safety.
1: God. <laughs> I'ma say. I'ma say the inside linebacker or the free safety. And I played free safety. I played free strong free safety and strong safety, but I played outside linebacker as well. So man.
0: He, The dang, bro, that's hard. See, when when I play flag football, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was a safety. I stayed back there. I ain't wanting to be chasing nobody. (laughs) So,
1: man, like to be honest, bro, like I'm gonna have to go middle linebacker, man. I'm well, I'm gonna have to go one of them linebackers. One of them linebackers. It could be the outside of the middle guy, and most defenses and scenarios is probably the inside linebacker but again inside linebacker and the middle linebacker they call the defense but they don't have to be the leader so mm-hmm. that linebacker man that linebacker core that linebacker group and for the 11 u team i'm coaching linebackers but i played safety majority of my life you know and, and linebacker that linebacker core has got to be they truly got to lead by example. They don't have to be the vocal ones. It's encouraged, but again, they got to lead by example because they're truly the architect of the defense, the quarterback of the defense, as people say, but the architect, you got to make the call. You have to make sure people are lined up properly. Um, at the linebacker position, you have to really – you got to have foot fire, man. You got you to gotta freaking adjust, adapt, but don't settle and overcome constantly. Those linebackers, man, that, that, that yeah, the mm-hmm. middle linebacker, man. Those Ooh. one of those inside linebackers is the leader. Should should be should,
0: should exemplify be the everything. At least at least your vocal leader.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And then with that, and then with that, it could be the safety, or it could be a, a or it could be one of those Z linemen because, or it could be opposite. You know, I I rather the I rather the example guy to be the linebacker. Because the example guy, you know, 99.9% of the time, they're going to freaking execute. They they come, they put their head down and they're ready to work and they're going to line you up. And they don't have to say a lot for the other people to respect them because they know the expectation. The vocal leader can be more the safety, you know what I'm saying, or in the DB unit. The mm. vocal leader, I really, I think from a swagger standpoint and a, and a being different standpoint, hell, bro the defensive line should, can be the vocal guys. At because, the right, at the... Yeah, like the defensive line, they're the most important unit on the defense, the interior defensive line, not the defensive ends that are edge rushers. That nose tackle or those two, three tech or four techs that are interior defensive tackles, they are, whether they're the captain, the leader, the vocal leader, the guy that leads by example, if they not nah, none of that, they are the most important unit on the defense, period. Mm-hmm. Them, them dudes, four, four guys, three guy group, whatever. They gotta roll, and they gotta roll well.
0: Yes. <laughs> double yeah.
1: teams, no double teams, triple teams.
0: They gotta get to work.
1: Combat hands, moving with a sense of urgency, getting the point A to point B, overcoming and adapting. That defensive line gotta be hot, mm-hmm. literally, literally, Did-
0: literally. That's, and so, so like, like a safety, you know, I mean, you know, I, I said, you know, probably, you know, you just, you just back there. But at the same time, a safety is, is seeing everything that's going on.
1: They are, they got, they got, they seeing everything that's going on. And then in some cases, man, their, their safeties where most places in the common place, they're in the back. Just, hey man, I got center field. Uh, I see everything that's going on. But there's some places, man, where they call strong left, they're lined up to the left. They still have everything back, but they're lined up to the left. Or they're lined up to the right. Or they are that rover type, bully type, striker type, joker type, whatever some people call it, depending on what their scheme is. They are the most versatile. Besides mm-hmm. the defensive end that's an outside linebacker that's, that's coming off the edge, one of those safeties, if not both of them, are versatile.
0: Right. They will come down to that line. blitz. Exactly.
1: They can blitz. They can they can play center field zone. They can play man-to-man on the slot if need be. They can um, attack blocks so other people can make tackles. They can have combat mm-hmm. hands. Um, they can line up up front and not do anything just to disguise it. They can line up in one thing. And then on the snap of the ball, they react and do something else that's the safety position is the most I in what I in a dream world one one of the safeties if not both are the most versatile people on the unit the inside the linebackers preferably the insides but the linebackers there's a guy where he is the um the architect you know lead by example make sure everybody lines up whether he's vocal or not you're gonna do what he tells you to do and you don't have to say or else. You just know it's or else. You know, and it's and, and he's a humble guy, but he has respect. You know what I'm saying? Because he put in the work and you're gonna trust the person that's next to you. And then that to me, the the vocal person would come from like a defensive line. And I'm thinking, you know, Warren Sapp, you know, I'm thinking, um, Terrell Suggs was technically an outside linebacker, but he came off the edge. He could mm-hmm. maybe at the end, you know. Um, Lamar Woodley and James Harrison, they were outside linebackers because Pittsburgh played a three-four. But yeah. they, and you know Vince Wolf, you know Vince Wolf, were, the you
0: know, big boy.
1: <laughs> like they had that, and, if, and and if you got a guy, you got a big boned guy that has swagger that can move. And that backs up what they're talking, not just running them mouth just because they be like they can move, they can execute, they can be diverse as well. Aaron Doc,
0: oh, yeah, that boy, that, yeah. you know, that's, man, that's he, did. he on another whole another level, man. Yes, he is man. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see him, man, you pretty much got to double him every play, period. That's that's just crazy. So, and um, get get into talk about how how good is it, man, to have a, a good coaching staff? How how important that is, man. It's um, no coaching staff is
1: perfect, but it's it's great to have because it's effective, right? And mm-hmm. I think in order to have a great coaching staff, people have to buy into their roles. But the person that's in charge of instilling the culture has to not water down the roles because who wants to join something and be at the bottom of the totem pole, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's kind of like that defensive unit. You know, you have to have the vocal guys on the coaching staff. You have to have the guys on the coaching staff that are in, that are in charge of personnel depth chart reps, regardless of the scheme. You have to have guys that are, hey man, you are the like, y'all are in charge of what scheme that we're running, and if and it's hard, but the scheme guys, you got to trust that them personnel guys that are doing the depth chart and the reps are putting the right guys in the position based off of your scheme those personnel guys and depth chart guys you gotta trust that the scheme fits mm. you know what i'm saying and it's kind of like i hate to compare it to this r&b song and i tell this to a lot of my kids that are older but high five right you know the r&b group high five right uh-huh um the song off of minister society uh yeah, uh, the the lyrics. It's about trust and honesty. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, Unconditional Love is the name of the song, but it's the, uh lyric, you know, it's the part of the lyrics where it says, you know, it's about trust and honesty. Well, hey, if I have kids that are, like, 10 year and above, I don't tell them the whole high-five story and you know, it's minister society, but I tell them, hey, man, like, it's about trust and honesty. So I feel with the staff, you got to have that. Um, You got to have those guys that are personnel is depth chart reps. You have to have the guys that are focusing on the scheme, the the schematics, whatever the crap you want to call it. Mm -hmm. You have to have a third set of guys that are technique. Technique. I don't care if you're running a buck sweep right or freaking forty five stretch to the left. That don't matter to you if you're a technique guy. Technique guy is all right, hey look, run it back. Don't have your hands on on the upper thigh. Um, You know, step. Don't fall step backwards. Uh, Eye discipline. Have your eyes uh, forward. Uh, When you are running, read the butt crack of your blocker. I want you to look at that offensive guard and offensive tackle. Look, how am I going to read my butt? How how am I going to read the blockers, coach? (laughs) I don't want you looking at their jersey number. Like, they cannot go nowhere without their butt pad. Look at their butt pad. Get close to their butt pad up and up in personal and look at it. And it's gonna tell you if you need to go in, in and out. Understand if it's a 45 and it's a stretch, that's normally designed for you to go out. But if you're going outward and the stretch and that outside linebacker defensive end is make you turn inside, stick your foot in the dirt quick, and graze your blockers butt graze the uh blocker's butt pad, and you're gonna go in that three-hole inside, and you're gonna get those three, four yards. Depending on how you're coming and, and, and you know, and, and you're moving with a purpose upon contact, you might get eight yards, you might get nine yards, you might break the tackle, but we don't know unless you read the butt crack of your blockers. So, <laughs> and, 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 and I, I don't mean to be like visual, but I'm a very visual uh, person to where like some of these kids understand it. So, I think it's four, I think it's like four components off the top. Well, it's a few components, but you got to have that. Uh, Depth chart rep personnel group of coaches. You have to put the you have to have the group of coaches that are uh, hey man, I'm on the scheme, you know what I'm saying? How we're we gonna line up, what defense, what offense we're gonna run. If, if you know, you have and each person has say so and influence on the other category. But if you're a scheme, I need you to draw up what we're gonna run to best execute for this week. If you're the personnel person, it's not time for you to be a good idea for and be like hey we should run this instead of that no okay these specific kids or these specific men can run this type of scheme in this scenario that's how those two work in harmony all about trust and honesty right um you have the group that are hey man we're all about technique like you're not trying to tell them hey line up to the left not the right no that ain't your job that's the scheme guy and that's the uh that's the scheme guy you know what I'm saying? The guy that has him out there was the personnel guy. You as a technique dude, put your hands on your thighs. If you're a linebacker, hey, I discipline on the front hip before the snap. Stop looking at the person's eyes on offense. That's weird. Um, you gotta have, and, I, and I tell my, I tell my <laughs> linebackers, I tell my DBs that if I'm coaching DBs, I tell the defensive lineman that. Look at the ball. Why are you looking at the offensive lineman, bro? That's weird. Stop looking at his eyes. Look, you in that ball move. Like, BGO, ball get off. And I think the fourth category is the disciplinarians. And not the person where it's like, oh, hey, Johnny is not doing correct, so go see Coach Darnell. No. Disciplinarians, okay, hey, you know, it's probably the person, the coach, that's doing the warmups. That um, it might be the person that okay, hey, you know, we're gonna do a sprint before we get water, and then we come back from water, we do a sprint, we come back, we come together as a team, and then hey, look, by the way, uh, we're gonna go indies right now, so go to your position, coaches, things like that. Um, it's five categories. So, and then the last one is the the people that fill voids. People that fill the voids. Don't worry about what the void is. Can you fill the void? So I think five categories, just to sum it up. The schematic part, the people that are in charge of the scheme, alignment, and what we're actually going to – the game plan, you know, for this season or for that week or the objective. The pe- the group uh, category two is personnel is guys that are in charge of the depth chart, things of that nature. Step three, the disciplinarians, warm-up guys. Uh, time management guys, um, you know, endurance, strength, stuff like that, making sure you're go- you're doing the plays at a tempo and a high level. Mm-hmm. I ain't gotta know to play none of that. I am the I am the disciplinarian, so hey look, come on man, come on, get to the line quick, get to the line quick so the coach can give you what you need, or you know, stuff like that. That's step three. Step four is the guys that fill the voids, whatever the void is, and then number five technique discipline guys that are technically sound consistently you know giving giving guy oh i'm getting double team okay cool hey man you know use your combat hands use the chopping over chop your form on their form and go over you know use the rip and then release um use the chest press or use the I'm chop. I'm, I'm up clubbing his hands, meaning I'm chopping his hands up, and then I'm giving a nice little chest press to create separation. You should be a technical expert in that category. Oh, you're getting beat as a DB, or your eyes at? Well, I'm looking at the receiver's eyes or his feet. Nah, man, I'm looking at his front hip. I, he cannot go nowhere without the front hip. You know what I'm saying? He literally cannot. You're looking at him. And what's at the front hip i'm not gonna say it because we're on air but you know what the front hip is yes sir okay that's <laughs> it that's what it is you know if you are um jamming or rerouting uh, a receiver don't go for a shoulder don't do none of that grabbing him stuff main artery underpit hip groin area that's the closest thing to you no receiver likes to do core work or abs big fat thumb uh big fat part of your thumb Hit him in the core area. Even if you miss him, you do what? Distract him. So that's gonna take him away. That's gonna take away the timing between him and his quarterback.
0: Hey, that's some crazy techniques, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, because like playing basketball, right? They would always tell us like big men they don't like to get poked. Right. So, so every time I used to have to guard a bigger dude, I'm just poking the hell out of him in the side, in the side. Of and they like, hey, what the-? then you know what I mean they like, man, I don't want to post him up no more. Yeah. All right. It worked. <laughs> twice.
1: You make him think twice as I tell yeah. you football. Make him think twice. Even if you don't accomplish jamming him or rerouting him, right? Even if you don't accomplish getting the rebound by doing it, you make him think twice before he wants to go get another rebound. You making him think twice before you want to go in that paint again.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause you're gonna get
1: poked. And I'm not gonna tell you you're gonna get poked, but you
0: right.
1: I'm inside your head and I don't have to tell mm-hmm. you anything. And that's mm-hmm. the conversations that me personally I have or you know with kids that I encounter based off of the team and the role that I have for that team. Mhm, and you know for the most time it works,
0: yeah, oh yeah, man so like being being you know your defensive coordinator, man, like like talk about like on on game days or you know the week week that you know you got like the week you know you got big games, right like like how was your preparation going into the game?
1: Mm, so for me um, I just try to do a little background check early in the week I kind of do things backwards there's coaches that start watching film on like Monday and stuff I'm, I'm I'll dabble in it but for me early part of the week I'm looking on max prep or if it's youth I'm kind of doing a background check on social media or YouTube or whatever the case may be right I'm collecting data before I view the data early in the week by the time Wednesday hits Thursday then I start watching the video you know watching the clips or uh really trying to digest the information um that I have that Wednesday Thursday and then by Thursday or by Friday depending on what the day is um I'm watching the film again and for me I watch film. I do watch film to see what people run, like how they line up and stuff. But I watch film mostly for tendencies. So okay, hey, you know, here's your top three guys. You know what I'm saying? Or here's their two guys that that touch the ball. Here's their uh. Here's their lineman. Okay, when when the when number 54 is a half a step back on the offensive line, he's probably going to pull or to see how the tight end, see how his body language is on film when he blocks down compared to how his body language is when he blocks out. Um, so I watch film more for tendencies. So beginning of the week, I'm doing background checks as far as the max prep, any type of social media outlet, um, maybe a few coaches that I know things like that or parents that I know that have played against a school or a team. And then by that day two and a half to three and four, I'm watching film the first time just to process it by day four and five. I'm watching tendencies. 36 hours to 24 hours to 12, 12 hours out. I'm rewatching those tendencies and, um, you know, those tendencies I give to the kids, right? Especially okay. when they're at the 10-year age and above or twelve uh, or 11-year age and above, you pass the film to them, right? But if you give a kid film, oh, God, it's just three hours. I'm not watching this crap. They don't have to tell me that. <laughs> they don't have to tell me that for me not to know that.
0: Because
1: right. I'm a player. But, hey, look, babies, look, this is what's going to happen. Here's this film. Here's just two games on them. You don't have to watch it, all. Coach didn't watch it all, I'm gonna be honest with you. But what I did do was I spent ninety minutes on the film. But coach, the film is ninety minutes. You said you didn't watch the whole game. I didn't. The thing is, you watch a couple of plays, right? I might spend I might spend thirty three minutes on one play or, or three to four plays back to back to back. Back to back to back. Back to back to back. back, to back, to back, to back. And what I do is I pick it at different parts of the game. So that early, in the, that mid part of the week where I told you I watched the film at first, I'm just watching it as if it's like a movie, right? If I catch Tennessee's, obviously, you know, jot it down. Right. I start 48 48 hours, 36 hours before. I'm not watching the whole film because I don't care about you. I'm watching a few plays repeatedly, constantly. Constantly, like Eddie Murphy said when he was doing the uh, comedy Raw back in, in 1988. Constantly. I'm watching <laughs> a few plays in the first half. I'm watching a few plays in the second half. I might, depending on it, what intel I get, oh, hey, they're a team that likes to hit it before the halftime. Or they like to hit it. Their third quarter is like when they put all their, you know, eggs in the basket. And I'm just picking different parts of the game. And I'm just re- re-watching rewatching. Okay, I'm rewatching the, the, the left tackle now. I'm re I'm rewatching the quarterback is a good decision maker. Oh, you know, um, or you know the quarterback is a great athlete, but he wants to get the ball out of his hands early. Um, just just tendencies. So I highly encourage players of all ages, um, even coaches. But you know, I, I like the I like to speak to players when I'm on platforms like this, but coaches too if they want. You know, but I try to remain humble. I don't know everything, but tendencies. Tendencies. If you're spending more time, if you're spending time on watching film and um, doing background checks and things of that nature, I spend my time
0: more on tendencies over their scheme or their formation or their alignment. Hey, So I I know you're not involved in all this crazy stuff, right? But you know that's that that youth group. What? Why you think it's it's so like much arguing between grown men about youth football in San Antonio? It's tough, man. <laughs> I, love, I I
1: love the San Antonio community, man. You know they 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 allowing me to live out a dreams, so love them, grateful, but. Um, People will say egos. People will say popularity contest. I think that people, so I'm not going to lie. You play to win the game, like Herman would say.
0: Right. You play mm-hmm.
1: to win the game at life. So I'm not going to sit up here and say, you know, it's not about winning and losing. It's about development. I think people throw out the D word to try and balance the surface. D word is development. Mm -hmm. I I am teaching my kids to win But it's not about winning football You're right But this is the platform and the podium That I have them on So as long as I'm having those scenario conversations With them The way you prepare and conduct yourself here Just like I just told you You study tendencies over scheme For football I need you to study tendencies Rather than scheme For a math problem yeah, you need to know all the steps of the math problem, but I need you to—I need you to build a, a routine and tendencies on how you're going to solve, solve it. If you remember all the steps, great. Just because you remember all the steps don't make you successful in um, completing that math problem, and it doesn't make you successful at passing the test. But there is, people will try to. In that group, in my opinion, and I don't know everybody there because I'm not from here, but people <laughs> water down. People will water. People will water down what they're not a part of. That's, that's that, that that that's a major thing. So, and I think that's where the ego comes in. But nobody's gonna act, openly admit that they have ego, right? Um, there's the other side of the coin where, well, you know, you know, we're here to develop and stuff like that, but. And that's cool. You do develop, but develop doesn't mean you're gonna take a butt whipping. Because I'm not developing kids to. Hey, man, it's okay to right. lose because we tried. Because most of the kids, there's females that play football, but there's most kids that are males that play football. And guess what? Spectrum don't want to hear that you tried to pay your internet bill. Right? Like that. Nope. You know now, empowerment solutions tendencies. Hey Spectrum, you know what I'm saying? man? I can't pay the um, I can't pay the bill right now, but can I get an extension? Call the automated line. You don't even have to speak to real people most times these days. For real. So that's the type of things that you teach. So I mean, uh, egos number one, man. Number two, people watering down things that they don't support. Um, and then three, man. It's about being relevant, whether people
0: wanna
1: admit it or not. Mm-hmm. And That's real.
0: Yep. Okay. People living through their kids. That's what that's the thing that goes on in softball. People living through their kids. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So man, talk about talk about your season, man. Like you know what I mean? You said earlier, you know, y'all last year they was one and seven or one and something like that. And you know, this year y'all six and three making the playoffs for the first time you know what I mean so like coming in as a defensive coordinator have have to have a you know a little bit of pressure maybe not a whole lot but a little bit of pressure but maybe just just like for you put pressure on yourself to make sure you get these kids to be better than they was the year before man so just talk about like you know what I mean from beginning beginning of the season to now like the steps y'all took and stuff like that
1: Man, the expectation was there, whether people said okay. it or not, because um, I like to kind of do things a little different. And things that we did, I incorporated weight room a little bit. You know, we have about 90 minutes to two hours to work with the kids. It was times, man, of two-hour varsity practice. We're doing weight room, and we're doing outdoors. I'm talking about tackle like regular in-season, and that's where it comes overcoming and adapting. Like, we would do four to six lifts, four sets, four to eight reps, depending on what it is. The goal is to be out in four to five minutes on the field. We finish our remaining time on the field. Um, so... Bringing in the weight room and bringing in the importance and the reasoning why it was important. Injury prevention, sustaining. I don't care how much you really max, but if you put 205 on the bar, you should be able to hit that four times. Easy work, rather than someone that puts 285 on the bar for one time. Um, Routine. Routine was something that we brought. Every Monday you knew it was bench press, a lot of dumbbell work, um, and floor press. Whereas Wednesdays you're squatting, you're trap barring the same day. And I don't really care because we're gonna get it done. But then by week three and week four, it is four set it was four sets of four prior, but now we're gonna go four sets of six, you know. But then in two weeks from that we might go four sets of three, so that way we can get out. So it's keeping the routine, but modifying the tempo and the pace. Um, Tackling with bags first. Tackling with bags before actually making contact with each other. Um, And it was the steps, you know, cues, cues and phrases. Hey, what's the five steps to tackling? What's the first step one? What's the first body part that touches on your tackle? Shoulder. Step two, where's your head? Across the body that you're tackling. Step three, wrap. Everyone says, wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. But that's not it, in my opinion. Step four, snap your elbows. Snap your so once you've wrapped on step three, you've wrapped your body around that person's legs, thighs, whatever it is. On um snap four, I'm sorry. On step four, you snap your elbows downward. When you do that, what's gonna happen? Those legs are gonna buckle. It don't matter if you Brandon Jacobs or Jerome Bettis. You're gonna buckle a little bit, even if it's a tad. Step five. Drive the body for one second or twist the body. So when I explain, when I was teaching them tackle or the tackling method broke it down in five steps first step shoulder second second step head across the body third step wrap fourth step uh, snap the elbow fifth step twist the body so we emphasize the weight room and the importance of it we emphasize um, some tack some tackling steps and then thirdly we uh, we emphasize tackle scenarios you know two verse one. Um, whereas it's two offensive people versus one defensive person, um, those, those things, you know, the way we warm up doesn't have to be long and complex, but it's got to be consistent. You know, uh, we say anytime we do uh, exercise, warm up exercise, you know, uh, scorpion kicks, scorpion kicks, alert, alert. They'll say alert, alert. I'll say alert, 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 alert. alert. We'll say that four times. We'll say that four times. And then I'll say ready. When I say ready, you're in a two point stance or an athletic position. And then I blow the whistle and you do it. So um those are just some things that we brought, you know. And then explaining to them the why. Still they still knew and it was already enforced that you're gonna do what you're told because it's because it's best for the common group, but still as an adult or a leader or a coach or an administrator. I have no problem with explaining them that why. But also explain to them, hey, this is the expectation. I explain to you the why, but this is the expectation. So yeah.
0: Okay. So so now so um when do y'all y'all started playoffs already? Uh so we will
1: start playoffs. Our first playoff game is November tenth. So um We finish our regular season early because we started earlier than a lot of people. So, um, we had a bye week this week, and then we have a bye week next week because that's like makeup week for people in the league, not us, but people. So, November 10th will be our playoff game. We play Brazos Sport Christian School. They're in Lake Jackson, Texas, about four hours away from San Antonio.
0: So, okay. Houston area over there. hmm Okay. Yep.
1: Right. yep, and then for 11, you were 7-0. and We play our last regular season game on Sunday. Um, we clinched our playoff spot, but we have a regular season by November 3rd, and then we will more, more than likely have a first-round playoff by. So our playoff game will probably be that third week of November, I think. So, but we're going to get some work in before then. We're going to get a lot of work in before then. So, you know, time, okay. injury prevention, management, and yeah.
0: getting it done. All right. I hear you. I hear you, man. Well, good luck. Both teams, both teams you got, man. And, again, I appreciate you, man, for coming on the podcast. Blessing it once again. You know, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll be doing this again, you know, get a few more, more topics. I'm gonna do. So, I'm gonna start doing some research. My research, a little bit on some some football, some six man. Yeah, I dig into y'all playoff stuff. You know, some leveling. you I get into. The, I'm trying to. I'm trying to spread it. So you know what yeah. I mean. This will uh, give me a reason to 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 get into those sports. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So you know, again, man. Appreciate you as always. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, you know, y'all go check out Champ Mentality. On all social media platforms, go check him out. Get, appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Already. All right. I'll let my boy Thomas. He's still out here getting them kids right. So, y'all, speed and agility, y'all need to hit him up. We got some quality work. My boy Jeremy with the tent. Go follow his page on Facebook, GTZ Window Tent, and, and hit him up. May y'all get them appointments in. Levi's reads some more. Let the wife get them doors looking good. I know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile Detailing, just a call away from getting them cars to looking brand new again. So y'all hit us up, and we ready to get some work in, all of us.